Hello guys, welcome to the Nothing Nothing Podcast. I will not let these guys continue to dismantle my my good name that I spent years building. Um to to one of you, let's start with the most peaceful and be the most responsible person amongst us. It's another episode. The World Cup is over. Welcome to the weekend review. Yeah. Hi, hello everyone. As I said, as I said, the World Cup is over and frankly, we can see football has been completed. It has finished. Nothing remain again. Alright, so whether Connie was to continue to watch football by tomorrow or not, that's left to be seen. But I know one man that believes football has not been completed and will still continue to watch more football. And imagine, has football been completed? Oh, good evening, guys. Um, good evening, guys. The midgets from Rosario has finally conquered football. So I think uh, he has put the debates to bed about the goat arguments. Uh, finally, we can put that debate to bed. Uh, I'm officially declaring it now. Messi is better than Ronaldo. We can all go to bed. Thank you. Good night. Wait, wait, wait. Let me just say, yesterday evening, Messi argued with me when I told you that Messi has always been the good. And this ends all debate. You're like, no, Marad- um, Pele and Maradona are better. So what do you mean by debate? Yeah, actually, actually, I was just I was just pulling your legs. And okay. uh, even before now, the only reason why I rated Ronaldo more than um, Messi was not because of his football and footballing ability. Uh, only a dumb person would say um, Ronaldo is a better footballer than Messi. Only, only somebody that has not been watching football. But I used to rate Ronaldo because of his mentality, because of his, his ability to come out of diversity of um, adversity. And if you are facing an adversity, somebody that came out publicly to say teammates are lazy and as times without number try to disrupt the dynamism of the team you're not facing little adversity with your club but the first thing you have to do is to go and grant an interview that runs down the whole image of the club yes the club is faulty but the way he handled it was like it's like a pussy so okay. um, i think at that point the only thing that was left with which i adored him more than messi was had gone down the drain at that point so so, uh, so what you are saying is that Ronaldo was the good for you on CPS on CPS Morgan used him. Is that what you're yes, saying? Yes, exactly. It was he was it right. was the good because at that point it felt like okay, we had been seeing you as a strong man, uh, as somebody with a very good mentality, and you handle yourself like a prick, like a dick. Sorry for language, but uh, anyway, we have to apologize for a lot of language. I like me just using this name because I don't know what's going on with him. Um, and last but not least, I don't know if you had partied all night since yesterday because I know it's one of the happiest men on the planet after what happened last night. Like, it's not as if there was a debate in Polish's mind anyway. There has always been Messi as a good, but this definitely settles all debates, Polish. Yeah, so I think you know, it's just like, um, in terms of when people were discussing Steph Curry's greatness and people were like, yes, you know, he has all these accolades, he has won these championships, he has won all those things. So even if we fans of Steph Curry knew that, okay, Steph Curry is one of the top three or top two greatest point guard of all time, you know, he's the greatest shooter of all time, we knew that having that finals MVP and the, you know, trophy would add more to his resume and make his his, um, case a bit more solid Meaning that when when someone comes to you and says, okay, they want to discuss Steph Curry in the top 12, top 10, top 15, whatever, it's easy for you to like um 
have that argument and have that conversation properly because you know that okay he has he has added every kind of things that that can be used against him you know he has put it there imagine if he didn't have like a finance mvp or so for example now it will be one of the things they'll be using to have that conversation going forward and it will have been the same with messi as much as we the fans of clubs that have you know of clubs that you know we that have supported messi that we've we've watched messi we've agreed that this guy the way he plays the style of play, what he pro- contributes, goals, assists, chances created, um, pre-assist, um, SG, all those things. The even even entertainment value, we've already known that this guy is the goat. The way he has been, from when he was wearing number nineteen jersey, number thirty five jersey, but having this World Cup, you know, as a trophy added, solidifies the conversation. So even though. There was no doubt in my mind about who the goat was or you know who was the goat. Having this having this trophy definitely is a is a welcome like addition to the list of things that Messi has. Hello. We hear you. Are you still with us? Yes, I'm with you guys. I hope you guys heard me. Yes, 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 yes. 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 Yes, we got. We got. Yes, yes, I heard you. Hello. Wally is done. Is done. Oh, who's done? Who's done? Ah, Wally is done. I have, I have finished now. Oh, okay, okay. Sorry, I couldn't hear you again. Do so not, you not finish in Jesus' name. Do not finish in Jesus' name. Do not finish in the name of Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay. Um, before it was hard to like agree with the language that okay, this is the greatest work of ever seen because it's it's like a toss of since some great work of but when you watch the final game, like. The final game feels like one of the greatest football games you'd ever watch. And this is like the best advert for the sport. For those that were in doubt, those that used to call football, soccer, and all those things, for those that were always in doubt of the sports, like everyone was served at great entertainment, at least from the 70th minute upwards. Because it felt like initially, it felt like whatever flu hit France, hits them even at the back of the brain. Like they were horrible for 60 minutes. For 70 minutes, they had no shots, no attempts, nothing. Then from 70 minutes down to the 120th minutes, it just felt like, oh my God, football, bloody hell. Yeah, it was, frankly, it was ridiculous because up until, frankly, 80th minute, until that first penalty was won, France offered nothing. The, first, the penalty was France's first shot in the game. Like, they were completely horrible. Like, like they shall have to make two changes after 14 minutes. And so, and I think it shows what momentum does in football. Like, if you have quality players and you pull a goal back, even though you are looking terrible, suddenly the entire picture changes. And the entire picture changes with that goal. And basically, what happened was that yesterday, I just, I just had to beat France three times to win the World Cup. Like, that's how incredible the game was. It's not like it felt like a procession at first. Then the game turned on, like, then turned on the head again. Then turned on the head. Like, at some point, I was not even that invested in who was going to win. And I, I could barely watch anymore. Like, it was so stressful. Like, it's it's ridiculous. Now, 
like because you've only seen people that would say oh football is boring or soccer is boring because even those people like I, remember, I, I was watching the game with a fan with someone that doesn't like necessarily like football for like the first time seeing it, he felt like oh my god this is what people really call football this is what people are enjoying next thing you know like Brad's person was like oh wow what just happened like this is this is just crazy like and when it got to penalties obviously it was a toss up between it could be anybody's game at that point but the, it just felt like the lack of experience came to the for it for France like as much as Germany and those young players would like oh we're extremely confident I don't know they did they could not just deliver from the penalty spot yeah um I think yesterday was um a show was almost like a show off um from the god of soccer Ah, I did that again. Why on this will I call football soccer? Okay. <laughs> it was almost a show from the stables of the god of football. Like, okay, you guys, you guys have been taunting me. Even FIFA. And I think there was one time that Perez was floating the idea of uh we'll start running commercials like uh, the NFL in the middle because people are bored and stuff like that. Yadi yadi yadi. And yesterday served us a 120 minutes fiasco of what proper football looks like. And it was a very, very enjoyable moment. It just goes to show why we call this the best sport. And uh, on, on on the France side, I feel like, um, one, I, I would like to applaud Didier the Champs move yesterday because what he did was something that was very audacious. And if he had blown in his face, would have um, faulted him and called him names and all of that. But he he took the he took the risk, and it's actually one way or the other it paid off. Even though at the end of the day, um, they didn't they didn't get the glory. But going back to the inexperience, it just goes to show uh, the impact of experience in this sport. Because if experience ends, we're in some curious positions. Uh, there was the Kolo incidents. There was one too that Turam didn't handle too well. Uh, there were a lot of incidents like that that I felt like, okay, if they had more experience, especially the cheap, the 128th minute. I, I, I think instinctively as a footballer with experience and that can undo pressure, I, I think someone like Ivan Perisic would have chipped that ball instead of just ballooning it straight to the keeper and stuff like that. So there are, there are times like that where the French inexperience uh, reflected in the outcome of the game. But it was a very enjoyable game. And like Kone was rightly saying, a lot of people could barely watch. I think I think I was getting I was getting fed up of the match. It was looking a two-one-sided game until it wasn't. And it felt like, oh, now can you just shoot this into my vein? <laughs> Speaking about you can't listen to anybody's vein. I don't Bolish has not been on since before I even go back to the World Cup and talk about Messi. We've not had Bolish on since um, Ronaldo went to cry to PS Morgan and the world is about to come to an end, blah blah blah. And every other thing that oh my god, do, nobody likes me away, everybody's chasing me away. Now, like Bolish, before I even go back to the whole Messi and Ronaldo debacle, uh, when you saw that interview, like how did you react that time? Like how what even came to your mind? Like, okay, what is he trying to say? So, for full disclosure, to be honest, I didn't watch the interview. I only looked at some, you know, excerpts from people's comments and uh, quotes that I saw on Twitter because 
why would I go and spend one hour plus? I've been seeing it on my YouTube. But I'm like, move, move, but whatever. So it's my logic one hour. Because obviously, from the tone of the conversation, and he needed, he just needed to force the hand of you know the glazers to release him. He knew that he had to do something that you feel something that will feel like the, the there's no way back. Shake it. He knew he had to do something like that. And I think that's really that's the whole sole purpose of that. I mean, not like he was really really not like he was really really interested in Manchester United's glory or completely that he was so excited or so so bothered about the problem of mind because if he was so bothered then he would not have had the problem sitting on the bench because even in Portuguese uh, nationality when he got to a point the manager knew that their best you know their best lineup is him sitting on the bench and then the young guys with movement with pace you know doing things up front and then moving interchanging because football has evolved past someone just standing at the night most times you can't just play all ball through to one person. It's hard for you to get that kind of because for you to run that kind of football, you need to have quality in your midfield who can mobilize you and beat the speed man. But when you have a situation where like, everyone has to be mobile, everyone has to um, um, keep pressure from the front, everybody has to be able to switch wings. So football is, football is way advanced than just one point man, you know, as the person just, you are loading all the balls to the person. Now that's it. I want to so it it will be a, a, a remiss if I don't uh, uh, rebuff or recant. No, is it recant? I can't say recant. But it is my job as a resident uh, Abi Celeste on this podcast. So, <laughs> it is my job. <laughs> to tell Bright that. All those gonna go that I just said, play uncle, let's rest. Is because he's telling so he wants to tell me that he did not see all the Iguain impersonation that Lataro Martinez was doing. Yeah, the yeah. <laughs> wait, wait. Because we you need to we need to analyze this thing both sides. Mm-hmm. As much as uh, French inexperience, you know, caused them, even Argentina, Lataro Martinez came and he did his best palacios and uh, Iguain. <laughs> He had he, 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 that game should have first that first extra time. He should have ended that game and then by second extra Kakoma jog called for all award. But because of Lataro Martinez, we didn't have that. Then there's something no one talks about, and I like the fact that no one's talking about it because you know it is um how will I put it? It is not uh Argentina that got that call, which I know if it was uh if it was Argentina that got that call. That would be the most important news that we'll be hearing now. The third penalty, uh, the third goal, that's the second penalty that France got. Before the ball came to Mbappe for him to shoot, there was a clear handball, clear as day, that someone, you know, took his hand and hit the ball in the air. Which will have, that means it will have been a free kick. That means even if that ball that Mbappe shot, you know, touched Montiel, it will not have counted because that would have been a free kick. For some reason... The linesman did not see it. VAR did not see it. Normally, VAR is supposed to review the penalty, and then in the process of reviewing the penalty, they will have seen that, but there was no review. The Argentina player said they did not even protest for it. Like it's like they were tired or they didn't see it. But I'm sure that play. I'm sure. I'm sure some of you are, you are even thinking what place Bolish talking about. But it's there. If you go back and watch that place, after they brought the ball from the corner, the French player used his hand. It was his hand that took the ball to Mbappe. 
like this one was it was not maybe uh, stylish. This one was a clear handball in the box. In Argentina's box, anyway, it would have been a free kick. No one, no one saw it. Everybody just, you know, kept quiet. But you are telling me about Kolomwani. Kolomwani uh, uh, inexperience. I'm, so, me, I'm just trying to tell you that, obviously, based on experience, as we have seen over the years, in every single game, whether, whether you can always pick different, um, what's it called? moments in the game where you can say, oh, this one should have won it, this one should have done this, and everybody will analyze from their own point of view. But I don't think it's just about inexperience that uh, France lost. France lost against the better side, which was the Argentina, Argentina side. It was because yes, they, um, you see, if, if Di Maria was fit enough to play the full 90 minutes, because I'm, I, I, people were saying, ah, why did, he, why did uh, Scaloni remove Di Maria? But they forget that Di Maria actually had the injury during the tournament, and then he, he didn't even play the last two um, games. So if Di Maria was fit to play the 90 minutes, that game would have ended in the 80th minute because Di Maria, what Di Maria was doing to Kunde, ah, Kunde, Ulua. what Di Maria was doing to Kunde, Di Maria, Di Maria, Di Maria did so much to Dembele, they come out for 42 minutes. You don't understand. He, 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 he could not, they did not, they did not understand what was going on in that wing. He, he pinned them down. And once the, the, the thing in football, as we all know, once your full backs on both sides are pinned down and they cannot come out, because what happens is the Maria pinned them down on this side. On the other side, uh, the pole was loading with Montiel, with Molina on the other side. So once you pin back full backs and the full backs cannot join the midfield in the attack. Your shape is going to be it will be very difficult for you to you know mobilize and that's why it looked like France they could not even do anything because they wait, never... wait, 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 wait. I need to I need to be clear about something. Are you saying that the reason why France were awful for the first and five minutes was because of Argentina's game plan? Part of it. I'm not saying that's the only reason because France could have played okay. better, but it okay. was part of it because you have, you, you know as I said earlier, everybody will analyze from their own side, but as much as France were lethargic in that midfield and they, it looked like they could not even hold possession or even do anything, one of the main things that they had to, that was like a shell shocker for them, was dealing with the way Argentina loaded the wings with Di Maria, with uh, De Paul joining Molina on the other wing, and then keeping Kunde, Kunduz. Ah, Kunde is still coming back to Barcelona. Ah, Oh, Lou, wow. Please, Madre. The way I say it is, the way I say it is, like, two things, two things can be right. I have seen obviously played with a game plan was spot on in the first half for the first 60 minutes or thereabouts before the loss in Maria. But France were awful. Like, no amount of game plan should stop you from making a five-year pass. Like, in the middle of the park, nobody could, like, Rabio gave the ball away more times than you could count. Like, they really offered nothing. You could probably would have taken him out in the first 30 minutes and nobody would have arrested the film. Like, he offered France nothing in that game, not a single thing. Like, it took many long time to even think about game, getting get, get, get going in the game. Like, they were just pure awful. Like, we've seen games whereby your opponent is much better than you and if the, their game plan is caught on. But this was just a classic case of, okay, France are being awful and I'm, taking the most, I'm making the most out of it. But, 
um, I know you've spoken about like I don't know, I don't think any other person remembers the Sorry, incident. Sorry, talking about moderator. Before we move on to the next story, please, moderator, will you admit that Lataro was rubbish? a man of uh, factual opinion on, on the po- on the podcast as the moderator, and he cannot state the truth. Say the truth and let the devil be ashamed. I said what that Lautaro had a poor work You are telling me that Lautaro is a trash player. I said he had a poor work up. There are two different things. Uh, no poor work up. That wait, 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 wait. Bullish, bullish, bullish. I said one thing. I said inexperience. So are you telling me that um, Lautaro Martinez and Colo are on the same level when it comes to exposure, experience. when it comes to game time, when it comes to experience? Like, okay, the, wait, now, there, there are differences well, now. Oh, oh, you want to you want to be comparing Lotro Martinez with Colo? Hey, I'm sure that before the tournament, you didn't even know that Colo could play. Colo could play in World Cup final. So what are you saying? What's your point? For the fact that for the fact that Lotaro... wait, bright now, nah, wait now. Nah. We are on this spot. Wait, you know when you know when we are talking. Wait, you know when we are talking. I didn't interrupt you. You know when you were talking. I didn't interrupt you. Now, I want to tip you something. I want to tip you something. Let me finish. When I finish, I'll give it back to you. Now you are talking about. Do you smoke with? Do you smoke with? Only know. Only smoke Arizona. In that game, it was better now. He won. He won. <laughs> in that game, I mean. he, was, he was. He was way better. All those. See, this, oh, uh, God, um, see, simple question. Are you saying that Lautaro Martinez is a better player? Lautaro Martinez is a better player than Lautaro Martinez. Simple. Is it yes or no question? Which kind? Which kind of question is that one? It's not a question. question. Now, I ask you to because I'm seeing. Let just point this. Let me just point this. Wait, now listen. Let me just point this. Martinez, like when I when he says that the French players are inexperienced, at, uh, rather Kolomani is a very young player. Like there is obviously very inexperienced. You cannot compare the amount of games or the goals or the impact or the ability that Latoro Martinez has compared to Randa Kolomani. That's the argument. I like. Imagine comparing Lataro with Polo. Like, it's just... like, like, make it make sense, Bullish. Like, make hey, it make sense. Wait, wait, please, Kule, you not say anything. I want to ask you a question. I'm not asking this mm-hmm. to you. I'm asking you. Okay. But, okay. Ola, Ola Grammar School, Ola University, Ola Poly, Ola Pedigree, Ola Bugwe, Ola Wadju Box, Ola Badu Kipa, Ola Badan, Ola Badu Everything. Mm-hmm. Kiwani, Kiwani. We saw, we saw, we saw Iguain in 2014. Practically miss an open net. We saw Palacios do the same thing. That doesn't mean that. Are you suddenly saying that? Igu- listen, just listen. Are you saying that Iguain suddenly? Oh my God! Because he missed that chance in the World Cup, because he had a, a not so good World Cup. Oh my God! He's suddenly a bad player. Ah, uh, is Iguain not a bad player? Oh, <laughs> I'm done. <laughs> oh, yeah, He's looking for your opinion. He's looking for your opinion. Please, please, let's go. Iguain is a bad player. Is it because he's got a singles in Napoli? I say no verse. If I is a bad player, I say. <laughs> oh my god. I let you off for Arizona. Only no, no. I let smoke loud. Kidding you. <laughs> so, so um, Wally, Wally, I don't know. I don't know if this will be the last take on this issue. So I just I just wanted to 
I don't want to touch on it too much because I know myself and Polish may be going on and off on it. But we are, we are listening. The, the fact remains that you were make you were talking about um, the calls in that particular game. The fact remains that if you've been watching football for a very long time, officiating in this tournament was very, very inconsistent. Like, very, very inconsistent to the extent that whenever calls are made, I need to go and look at the law book to be sure that I'm not misyearning before I go and vent. So, saying that uh, because an handball, like, dude, don't even get me started on... on let us not even go there. I am wait, happy for me. He deserves it. And... And... Now, he said there's nobody that did not receive ridiculous, you know, penalty. The only goal exactly. that's uh, ridiculous. But I'm saying, I'm, I mean, you know, why I brought it up? That penalty was when in 118th minutes, that that penalty was 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 it could have changed the dynamic. Imagine Colombian scored that goal. That means they would have lost the game. So that penalty is not is not just your random. Uh, you are leading by 2 0, you receive a call. That, that one can happen at any time. See, but see, at that point, in the, now let me lie, lie, Wally. at that point in the game, I, I'm, I am sure you have not seen this clip I'm talking about. Have you guys seen this I've clip? Seen I've seen it. See, you, you, see the, you see the problem you're making is you, the problem you're making is when laws start being subjective, it renders the law. No, no, no. From this clip you are seeing, from this, from this clip, you say you have seen it. Is there anything subjective about the fact that 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 guy handled the boy in the box, the French French guy? Oh, oh! So you are leaving that? Wait, you are leaving like forty no. other calls? Wait, wait now, wait now. You are leaving the fact that you are leaving the fact that the second um the second French goal that involved a defender fouling the last man that should have been a red card that was not given. You are leaving that, and you are now jumping. Wait, okay, you know, what, you know, you know make it make sense, bro. Make it make sense. You know why I I, I I didn't go there. There are so many why? people that should have received cards in that game that the, the referee did not give any card. I mean, I played what? best on cards. Wait, so so wait, wait, wait. On both sides, so not just on the Argentina side, on both sides, there are so many people that should have received cards that the ref did not give cards for whatever reason he didn't give them. I me, mean, I played bet on cards, so I was monitoring tackles, I was monitoring. Oh, this guy should have. I even most of the most of the players I was expected to collect cards were Argentina players, not even uh, French players. So I was monitoring. But if ref, that one was a general decision by the ref to not give as much cards as I don't know why he did that. But me, I'm talking about because decisions as much as yes, you can. You want to go back to that decision and say, okay, this guy is supposed to have collected red. We we've moved on from that decision to another decision, and I'm I'm saying that. You want, or you want to say that that decision is more important than that one than eighteen penalty, of which, of which that one than eighteen penalty. I'm not even arguing that um, was it whatever that the referee uh, the referee was biased. That's not my statement. I'm just saying if you start dissecting every single aspect of the game of how things happen, this one happened, oh this one missed a chance. I was saying that that particular decision was so big that it could have it obviously could have determined how the game went. It was a direct penalty. So that now there's no like there's no gray area. There's no subjection. There's no dependent on referees um uh, discretion. It's a handball. Handball is handball. Anyway, um 
The way I what, see what, it is, can you hear me? Wally, have you seen that clip? I've not seen the clip, but the way I see exactly. exactly. it exactly. when it comes to exactly. when it comes to decisions, eh, I don't think the reason why I've, I've never really been a fan of VR is that sometimes we've watched football for decades before VR showed up. And once we've noticed that this thing happens, like football is like check and balance. Today you get it, tomorrow you not get it. Next morning you get it, next week you not get it. Like it, it just finds a way to like keep itself up most times. So unless you probably bring a gun to the field or you bring in your referee or you, you fix the match or something, you would these decisions will come and go against you. Um Kunle, I feel like we need to leave the work off topic and move on, but I'll probably give you the final note and give us a summary of how the entire work up went. Frankly, I'd say I think I'll say it's the best work up all time because like I said, like I said that like, the group stage was the best group stage I've ever seen, and I think the the, the final game kind of crowned it off. And frankly, I I, I think we should, we should give big ups to Morocco for what they did in this tournament and everything they gave. Even the entire fact that they, they considered two more goals against Croatia, that they considered two against France as well. Like they gave everything in this tournament. Like their midfield, their defense, Bono in goal. It was a fan- it was a fantastic occasion, and I don't think anyone could top this anymore. Cause it just it just feels like where does okay where does football go from here? Like after this, what else? <laughs> I think I, I think that I think that's like the multi million dollar question for football. Like after this, what else? Um, before we round it up, because like I said, it's a weekend review, and we still have another episodes to worry about on Thursday. Um, I'll just like to do a brief of the. From the NFL, um, Bullish somehow it seems to have been a topsy turvy season. You have teams that started well, but, but seem to be going down the drain. You have a particular division, the NFC South, whereby even the team that's in the division has a losing record. You have a division in the EFC, it's whereby it seems like okay, even the winning record will not get you into the playoffs. And you have some divisions where okay, you are wondering the Detroit Lions might just come in and snatch a playoff position from. The Green Bay Packers or the Chicago Bears, even the Minnesota Vikings. Then you have the Minnesota Vikings and um, um Atlanta Falcons. How do I put it? Minnesota Atlanta Falcons playing um I said Atlanta Falcons, the Vikings and the Indianapolis Colts playing probably the game of the century or the game of the federation, or how do I describe it? Because I don't know how Matran and the Colts can go from 33-0 up. To completely losing the game 38, 33, or thereabouts. Like, it just seems very ridiculous. So, I'm not one of the people that likes um, talking about fixed game. But, um, if there's any time that it's not like the fixed game, it looks like the Colts have been fixing games. Because it just looks like they would just, you know, capitulate, you know, concede 30, po- 30 points in the fourth quarter, you know, concede 20 something, as in, doesn't look real. And some of the mistakes are so funny because there are things that could have been avoided, you know, run the ball, milk the clock, reduce, just even reduce the time Vikings would be on the, on the field. But for some reason, it was just, it was just ridiculous. I saw, the, I saw the ending of the game and I was wondering what was going on. So, I think all in all, as much as um, it's looking like uh, some people with losing records might get into the playoffs and some people with uh, winning records, you know, will be tossed out. I feel like the playoffs is shaping to be one of the most interesting we are going to be having in quite a while because quite a number of teams are really, really good. 
especially in the NFC. You know, the NFC feels like where you have a lot of teams that are losing. But at the top, you actually have quite a number of matchups that will really, really, you know, light up, you know, for the fans when the playoffs come. Because as you're looking at it, imagine as good as the Vikings have been. Say, for example, who was that? Okay, as good as the Vikings have been, say, for some reason, they, they end up with someone like, uh, you know, the the Seahawks or the Giants. As much as, you know, they have Justin Jefferson and their, and their game and whatever, I feel like, you know, they can be hard. And they've shown vulnerability, even though they've won a lot of close games. But all those, all those you know, 64-yard touchdown that David Cook is scoring in the regular season might not fall for him in the playoffs. So it's easy for something like an upset. For example, even imagine Cowboys and uh, Tom Brady meet. As much as, you know, the box have been poor, you know. But yesterday, first half, they were flawless. 17-0 against uh, you know Cincinnati they were, they were, they were they were completely horrible like, they were the opposite so, of the first half so exactly so it feels like it feels like as much as the box look very horrible in total it feels like for for what they did in that first half it looks like something that is there but they have not been able to unless it and it can be dangerous come players where for some for some reason for some instance or for whatever reason they are able to bring it out for three quarters Provide the fourth quarter stuff like that. So the playoffs will be interesting, and I'm looking forward to the Cowboys and Philly game. You know, this coming especially with the back talk that has been going on uh, between Michael Parsons saying he doesn't think Jalen is probably is the MVP and stuff like that. So it is. It, it's going to be the end of the season is going to be interesting because no one no one can afford to let off. You know, Dolphins need the wins. You know, Bucks need the wins. Even the people leading don't want to drop off in, because, for example, in the AFC, uh, uh, Chiefs knows that they are trying to make they are trying to ensure that if Bills slip up, they are there to take you know the the, the top of the ranking because no one wants to go to Bills <laughs> in that snow. Ah, it's not a matter of cold weather. Snow, as in immediately the snow started in the fourth quarter against the Bills against the Dolphins, when Dolphins play, played against the Bills, I was watching the game. If It just felt like everything that was working for Dolphins, it just felt like they, they didn't know how to play an, a football again. Like, they didn't understand what was going on. Everything just looked like magic because it was just confusing. So, uh, that Bills, and it just felt like the Bills, it was now the time that the Bills now felt like, eh, okay, game share, Barry. Let's go. So, everyone is going to be, you know, and then the Patriots, <laughs> I, I, what they did against the Raiders is almost like, it's, that, that, imagine that kind of thing now. If someone comes to me and say, ah, one fixed game, I'll, 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 as much as I don't believe in fixing of game, I will not be able to argue with the person because what exactly happened? Just strike the ball, take, you know, just take a knee and then go into overtime for some reason. Inside, to you are not a quarterback. You are oh, throw you know. So it's going to be interesting. Anyways, the end of the season is going to be interesting. A lot of people are still, you know, in the hunt, trying to make sure the snake they get into the playoffs. For example, Chargers who want to get into the playoffs, they don't want it secured by you know Raiders to sneak up on them and you know get. <laughs> two, three, three. These are useless. They're trash. Well, you say they are trash. They are six and eight. 
Chargers are eight and six. If Raiders win their next three games and Chargers lose their next three games, which I believe it's Raiders can't even like you don't get yes, they were winning into a game or two here and they were they're as bad as it gets. Like all the best. It's the games you expect them to win, you find a way to fall. Don't get me wrong, Chargers have been disappointing. They've had a disappointing season, especially after the offseason acquisitions they had. Like a lot of people expecting more from them. But sometimes when you have you, I know you were saying something about taking the knee and stuff like that, but when you have an era whereby coaches believe so much in analytics of oh. Okay, you know what? If I hear instead of taking the field goal, we'll go for it on fourth down. Analytics say that if you do this year, you do this year. Like it's it's making some very, very I'm, stupid I'm calls. Sorry, I even misspoke. I misspoke. <laughs> Raiders cannot make it. They can never <laughs> make it. Because they <laughs> I just checked their pictures. They are 49ers exactly. among their last three games. So what mm-hmm. say? <laughs> <laughs> anyway, um, before I even move on from the NFL, I know Bullish, what Bullish said now, talking about the cold in Buffalo and the snow and everything. Uh, for those that don't know, there was a game there last year where the Patriots beat the Bills, and the Patriots quarterback, Mac Jones, threw the ball three times, just three times, because of how bad the weather is. The Patriots ran the ball and beat the Bills at their game. Like, they made sure that they kept running the ball every time, because all the best trying to throw the ball in that crazy cold weather. Um, LMJ, club football has returned in the championship, and then the Carabao Cup starts tomorrow. Club football is in NS. Like, um, what, which of the leagues are you most excited to see? Like, how, how would you reach the level of excitement? Like, Barcelona, man, you. Yeah, I think, I, I think, uh, after seeing what Kunde and Kundo and Kundo and Kudus have done, <laughs> I, I think it's right. I think it's right about time to turn it on and to just give them some ready. <laughs> but actually, uh, bands aside, I think um, I'm looking forward to the Italian Serie A the most for obvious reason because I feel like uh, with that break, it might not seem like a break, but. Momentum looks like what we shift a lot in the Italian Sierra. And good luck trying to bet on who will win the Italian Sierra. Um, yeah, on the final note, Kule, when Christopher Nola decides that he wants to make a movie, like we all have to sit and pay attention to it. Like it's Christopher Nola, Dunkirk, Inception, Tonet, and the likes. But now he has decided, okay, we'll tell the story of Oppenheimer. And to make it worse, now he's creating actual blasts instead of CGI. And you're wondering, we were? I, I frankly I said it's last year as somebody should have stopped Christopher Nolan after after Memento after what he did in Memento 2000 now it has basically gone loose like it's not just as you're going to create a blast you're going to create a controlled nuclear explosion like this thing could be re- radioactive and it, it's, it's not his own business it's not, it's not concerning he could do this thing well and you can tell the kind of director he has always been like this kind of obsession with concepts and the rest. So we can tell and the crazy thing is that if they let this go and create a, a controlled nuclear blast, it's going to do something worse in the next it's next film. Like it's obvious. <laughs> it's going to do something worse in the next film. So I, I frankly at this point just just tell it's okay. Mm-mm. Let's go back to CGI. Oh man, it must be it must be really, really crazy. Anyway, it's not like a surprise it's Christopher Nolan. It's the man who decides that this is what works and this doesn't work. Um, I'm afraid that's all we can take for tonight. Thank you so much for being here. Hopefully, Bullish and um, his brother in crime, his partner in crime, Akin, will find a way to come back for Thursday. show. I cannot come now. We will come back for Thursday I, show. And um, no me talk for you. Who said I'm a madman? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> when I say that, I, I, so I, I, I don't get. 
I don't get. Is it because of uh, Gabriel's injury now that they will not make the, uh, they will not make top four? Even when they had Gabriel, I said they will not make top four now. So See, <laughs> with Gabriel going go, really deeper. Yeah. Um, I, I wish I wish you can drag her into this place on Thursday. We'll find a way to make sure that he appears in person or off person. We'll find a way to take him out of his busy schedule. If I have to take the person up on control to him, I'll find a way to do it. Um, so our listeners out there, thank you so much for staying with us. 